In conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level, introduce to you God's Word, the simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Colopring. God bless you as you listen. Lord, please reach out to your people in your own unique way. Let no one that is here, O oh God, with one question or the other return back the same way. Lord, we ask you reach out to your people, heal the sick among us. Lord, cause our heart that is troubled to receive peace from you. Lord, please, we ask you, let burdens be lifted from your people. Speak to us again in your way. Cause us to obey. Let nothing make us to be disobedient children. Help us to heed to every of your instructions coming our way today. We ask you to make us to be an instrument that will partner with you to bring this revival in the body of Christ. First, let our own life, O Lord, be in line that when Jesus comes, we'll meet with him. We thank you because you bless us again. Let your word be engrafted in our hearts again. We ask that your word, O Lord, will empower us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are trusting the Lord again to help us this evening by his mercy and by the help of the Holy Ghost to achieve what his desire is for us as individuals and collectively as the body of Christ. As he called us to come and have fellowship with him, we are trusting him that he will build us up and give us our own inheritance among those who are sanctified, even as he promised us. I wish saying amen. Now last time, we started discussing about the steps unto following Jesus. And we say, understanding the mind of Jesus Christ. So that we also can know when we are walking with him. And when we are not walking with him. When our mind has become the mind of Christ. Or when we are operating with the mind of the world. Or when the self-life has taken over again. It becomes necessary that we look at that. And we started looking at the first scripture. Which set the course of the meeting. From Proverbs 23 verses 7. Hallelujah. We looked also at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5, as the foundation for that study. The Bible said, as he thinketh in such, so is he. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And we say it is a serious matter that if as a man think in his heart, that is exactly the way the man is. And Jesus is the part and son that the father approved. And said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He said, hear him. Our brother Paul was talking to us. He said, this is my labor. My labor is that Christ be formed in you. Hallelujah. So God's desire is that the mind of Christ become our mind. Are we saying amen? And we started looking at the mind of Christ from that Philippians chapter 2. There's an admonition there. Say, let his mind be in you. That is also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So it defined the kind of mind we should focus on as Christians. The mind that should be in us. The mind that we should labor to see that the same mind is in us. In order for we not to be overburdened. For we not to struggle like the people of the world. For we to get our result just like Christ Jesus got his own result. Knowing fully well that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When we begin to think like Christ, automatically we'll be like Christ. 
If we not think like Christ, we can't be like him. We can't get the kind of result that Jesus got during his own time. We see ourselves struggling in the midst of troubles. We will not know what to do. But for Christ, the Bible said, for he himself know what to do in every trouble that came to him. My prayer today is that we labor to see that that same mind is what we have in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, as we continue with our study today, we look at the first thing that we need to know. What is that first thing that we need to know? When we talk about the mind of Christ, it might look as if we are trying to say, oh, this mind, how do we get it? Hallelujah. How do we get this mind? How do we get this mind? How do we get this mind? Now we say the first thing we need to look at is the knowing of how this mind can come. Hallelujah. Whether also we even have the mind now or we do need to have the mind. Now we need to look at Corinthians. We look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We start our study today there. I will yet talk a little about what we discussed last time before we move on to what we have today. But first, let's start with knowing. Do I have this mind of Christ? Do I need to labor to have the mind of Christ? How do we get the mind of Christ? Now, that is the first thing we need to discover. When we discover that, it helps us now to ask ourselves good questions. Why then am I like this? Hallelujah. Why then am I not getting the kind of restore that Christ got when he was here on earth? First Corinthians chapter 2 verses 11. We are going to read through to verses 16. Then we get what we are looking for. For what man knoweth the things of man save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Verses 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Verse 13. With things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual Verses 14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually designed. Verses 15, but he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. Verses 16, for who hath known the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. Now at new birth. You receive the mind of Christ. The expectation of God is that that mind. From that day will start manifesting. I will say in amen. At new birth. Everyone received the mind of Christ. When you became born again. You receive the mind of Christ unless the person is not a child of God yet. You are not born again. If you are not born again, you don't have the mind of Christ. But if you are born again, you have the mind of Christ. Now, this is the first knowing that we must know as we continue in this study. You must know I have the mind of Christ. Then, what is my problem? If you're not born again, you don't have the mind of Christ. Let me just tell you the truth. If you're a religious person, you don't have the mind of Christ. Being religious does not give you the mind of Christ. As many as received him, to them give you power to become the children of God. They are the ones that can share in the mind of Jesus Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't have the mind of Christ when you are not born again. You have the mind of Christ when you are born again, when you are saved. When you have the testimony of Jesus' redemption, Jesus' saving power from Satan and sin. Do we understand what I'm saying? 
You don't have the mind of Christ when you are not saved. Now, when we are saved, we have the mind of Christ. That one is settled. When we are saved, we have the mind of who? Of Christ. You need to know this. This will help us a lot in this study. If we don't know we have the mind of Christ, we'll be praying for the mind of Christ. You'll be praying and say, Jesus, I need your mind. Jesus, I need. Jesus said, ah, you have already my mind. The only problem is that you should learn how to make the mind work. You should learn how to make the mind do what? Work. How to put the mind to work. How to let the mind develop. Don't forget, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As you think in your heart is the way you will be. Now we started discussing about the man Jesus. Hallelujah. Philippians again. Go back to Philippians chapter 2 verses 5. Then we go through some of the recaps. I will say in amen. Now verses 5. Philippians 2 verse 5. Let his mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6. And he began to show us that mind. In verse 6. Who? Being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation, took and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Verses 8, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verses 9, wherefore God also had highly exalted him, giving him a name which is above every name. Verses 10, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. 11, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Are we saying amen? Now, we saw the mind of Christ. We saw what this mind brought to him. These are ordinarily what some of us are praying for. These are ordinarily what we struggle for. But we refuse to settle down to know how did Jesus attain to that height. And that is what we are studying. And that is why it's very important if we can be able to get it. Listen. The same way the Father exalted him and gave him a name, in the same way he will do what? He will exalt us and give us a name. God is not respecter of persons. He did not respect Jesus because he's the son that came down from heaven to the earth. The reason why the Father placed him there was because he obeyed the Father. He followed what the Father would do. He do the will of the Father while he was here on earth. The same way, if we can do the will of the Father as we are here, the same way the Father will lift us up and exalt us. That's why we started looking at that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Hallelujah. From 11 when we get to 16, he said, we have the same mind of who? Of Christ. Now, we are discussing but let's look at some scriptures. We run through those scriptures very quick and then move to study some other things that through the mind of Christ we saw his character. We saw the way he lived his life that attracted the Father so much to him and made the Father to give him a name. God can give us a name too. I tell you, God can give us a name too. The same way he loved Christ is the way he loved me and you. The same way he loved Christ is the way he loved me and you. But the difference is that Jesus had this mind that obeyed the Father and do exactly those things that pleases the Father all through the time he lived here on earth. I will say in amen. Now quickly look at the book of Luke. Luke chapter 9 verse 53 to 56. John chapter 18 verses 10 to 11. Luke chapter 23 Verses 35 to 39, then Matthew chapter 27, 12 to 14. Hallelujah. 
I'm reading Luke chapter 9, verses 53 down to 56. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias, that's Elijah did, even as Elijah did? Verse 55. But he turned and rebuked them and said, You know not what manner of spirit you are. You know not what manner of spirit you are. 56. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Remember, we are looking at the mind of Christ. Are we saying amen? Now before we start studying, can we look at the next scripture? John chapter 18 verses 10 to 11. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Marcus. 11. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the shirt. The cup which my father had given me, shall I not drink it? The cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? The next scripture, Luke 23. Luke 23, 35 to 39. And the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he be Christ, the choosing one of God. But 36. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him, and offering him vinegar. 37. And saying, if you be the king of the Jews, save yourself. 38. And the superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. 39. And one of the male factors which were hanged reared on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. Hallelujah. Look at Matthew 27, verse 12 to 14. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. 13. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Now, let's go back again to the first scripture and just Talk about it a little. The mind of Christ. That's what we are discussing. Hallelujah. Go back to the first scripture in Luke chapter 9 verse 53 to 56. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. Verse 54. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Even as Elijah did. Now, can you see the contrast between the mind of these people and the mind of Christ? They are his disciples, it's true. Jesus was walking with them. He had been with them, not once, not twice. He had been with them, walking around with them. But as of this time, these people, their mind is still what? Different from the mind of Christ. As I was studying that scripture, do you know what I asked myself? What was the offense of the people? That these people say they should call down fire and roast these people. What was the offense? Go back to verse 52. He said, and sent messengers before his word is face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. Look at verse 53. And they did not receive him. Their offense was that they didn't do what? Receive him. And because of that, they say, let us call fire and roast them. And they turn to Christ and say, what are you waiting for? Give us just permission. Who are they that they won't receive the master? The master, the master, the master. I hold the master. They won't receive the master? Why should they leave, Lord? Why should they leave? And remember what we are discussing is not about them now. 
we are only learning from what happened to them in order for our own life not to go the wrong way. Why we claim that we are following Jesus. Why we claim we are disciples of Christ. Why we claim we are children of God. And look at their mindset. Look at their reasoning. Assuming Jesus was thinking like them, so the people are gone. And say, roast them. Give us permission. Let's call fire down like Elijah did. And let the fire consume all of them now. Please, I'm asking us, is that not the kind of spirit we have in a church? Manifesting in many of our homes today. And nobody cares to know what is the mind of Christ concerning what is happening presently. What is Christ's mind? What is Christ's mind? What is Jesus saying to us in situations like this? What is he saying? What is Christ saying? That today we have been gathered and be given a mind of the devil. The mind of the wicked one. The mind of the wicked one. And what did Jesus say? Jesus never told them, you have a wicked mind. Jesus quickly reminded them, there is a mind in you you don't know. There is a spirit you have that you don't know. Can we read verses 54? What Jesus answered. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they say, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elijah did? In fact, when I got that place, I was trying to imagine how their face would be when they were talking to Jesus. You know, they weren't joking, though. Somebody might think they were just playing. No, they were very serious. Let's call fire. And look at what Jesus answered in 55. And Jesus quickly called their mind back. And say that mind need to be discarded. That mind need to be discarded. You don't need that mind. It will make you older than your age. It will even kill you yourself before your time. And the master quickly answered. But he turned and did what? He rebuked them. Not as if he called them and said, What do you mean now? What does it mean to rebuke, please? Hey, stop! That's what Jesus did to them. Stop! Who gave you that kind of wicked mind? Who made you to catch such wicked mind? The Bible said he turned and did what? He rebuked them. He didn't pet them. He didn't say take it easy, take it easy. Let's just pity them this time. Next time we'll deal with them. If you see where they call fire in the church, if you see where these people are calling fire, just to tell you that it's no more the mind of Christ at work. It's no more his mind at work. I don't know how you want to interpret it, but we are looking at the scripture. We are looking at what Jesus himself said to his own disciples, the people working with him. That Jesus, he had not changed. He's still saying the same to everyone working with him today who don't understand. Is he saying the same? Jesus never changed. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still rebuking men who have this kind of mind. And Jesus quickly turned, but he turned and rebuked them and said, You know not what manner of spirit you are of. You don't know the kind of spirit you are of. You don't know the kind of spirit that you carry. And he said to us, you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. The mind you have is the mind of Christ. It's not the mind that rules people and kills them and sends them to hell. It's not that kind of mind. It's not that mind. This man has been held in bondage of fear of death. In anyone who is under the bondage and the torment of death, that's always how he behaves. He will always be in the defense. He will always be in the defense. If you do leg like this, say, you want to kill me. You want to kill me. If cockroach fly, you want to kill me. <laughs> if people knock at the door, you say, who is that? Hallelujah. Now, we saw Jesus rebuked them and said, no. 
I didn't give you this mind. It's not this kind of mind I've released to you. No, I didn't give you this kind of mind. Are we saying amen? Look at verse 56. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy the life of men. So please, who has been destroying the people? Be honest. Whether if it's in your church, who has been the one destroying? Is it Christ? I'm asking you, whether if it's in your church, they are destroying. You know, when you go tomorrow now, they saw ya. Face that place. Start releasing the fire. And you're releasing it. Listen, I'm coming to share with you what they succeeded in doing. They insisted that we will not have this mind of Christ that it can manifest. They gave us another kind of mind. They insisted you must have a different mind. So they chose to partner with his flesh. They chose to partner with the devil. And said, Jesus, leave us alone. This your mind is too quiet. This your mind is too humble. This your mind is not a warrior. This your mind is too obedient. This your mind is too... I, we don't want this kind of mind. We won't fight. We want our eye to be doing like this. Jesus said, but you are my own. Is it not? I have no other mind. In this mind I have, I have given it to you. Accept it. They say, no, 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 no. This mind is too quiet. It's too quiet. If you say, walk out to him, he will not do anything. We need the mind that is quarreling every day. Fighting. Disagreeing with people. That's why we see fight. I have not seen families. How we are fighting. Like talking about the mind of Christ here. That's what we're talking about. That is the undoing of the people of God. The undoing of the people of God. We choose to follow men. We refuse Christ. We say men, teach us. The same men will gather us on Sunday and be telling us what Christ did not say. What we didn't see in Jesus and we are collecting it. And jumping up and say, right on, pastor. Pastor, right on, right on. You never ask yourself, is it what Christ said? Because he wore three-piece suit. He's jumping up and down at the pulpit. Doing like this. Does it make him say what Christ said? We are talking about what Jesus is saying. What Jesus is saying. The Bible says, for the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives. He didn't come to start killing people. Kill them, kill them. All the people around you, kill them. Kill them, kill them. They die in Jesus' name. Roast them. Fire, water, swallow. Is it Jesus? That's the question. Look at what he said. He came to do. He did not come to destroy men's lives. He's passionate. He don't want people to go to hell. Do you know that the worst thing you can wish people is hell? You kill people, you want them to go to hell? Huh? Don't you know anybody you kill is going to hell? If he's not born again. You don't know. So of what use is it for you? That you are killing people, sending them to hell. And they are the people Jesus died for. Who told you that Jesus didn't die for witches? He died for the whole world. He died for the whole world. They said, he said, suffer not a wish to live. Suffer not a wish to live. Suffer not a wish to live. Jesus said, whatever you didn't see in me, in me, is not approved by my father. Anything that you can't see in Christ, it's not approved by God. Did you hear? Let's say what is in the Bible. I say, <laughs> Jesus said, I am the fulfillment of the Old Testament and the New Testament. I came here on earth to fulfill both old and new. And the Father said, This one is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can ever come to God except through Him. I don't know what you're saying again. You see, you see this one. Anything he tell you, 
do it. They came to Mary and said, he said, listen, you see this one. Anything he asks you people to do, do what? Do it all. If you do another thing, you're on your own. If you do another thing, you're on your own. You are just here on your own. Is somebody in this meeting with me, please? He said, he didn't come to do what? To destroy the lives of men. But to save them. And they went to another village. Jesus carried all of them to another village. And said, let's not be roasting people. If we roast people in Jerusalem, if we go to Judea, everybody will run. Everybody will run away. They said these people that used to kill people only because they said, we don't want to receive you. <laughs> you can imagine. What was the offense? We don't want to receive you. Go. Are we saying amen? Now look at the next incident. In John 18, verse 10 and 11. Look at John 18, verse 10 and 11. Another incident. When we look at Simon Peter, he drew his sword and cut off the ear of his servant. Of the people that to lay hands on Christ, we are discussing the mind of Christ, the kind of mind that Jesus, our Savior, had. And the same mind he say you should have. Let this mind be in you. There's no other mind. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 Let this mind that were found in Christ be in you. He wants that mind to be in you. That's why we fight with our mothers, we fight with our brothers in the same house. In the same house. And yet we are Christians. He said let this mind be in you. This is the mind. And he drew his sword and slayed the ear of the man. The thing fell down. And they thought Jesus would pray for him. And said, hey, how will you be here and these people be arresting me? You show, show these people that you are a dangerous fisherman. You know how to cut the head of fish. Show them. Show them. Show them. Show them. Show them something. And when he smoothed the high priest servant and cut off his ear, his right ear, the servant's name was what? Marcus. Verses 11. Look at the mind of Christ. Then said Jesus unto Peter, you're on your own. Hiroro, you are just on your own. He said, put thy sword in thy what? In thy shell. Do you know if it is there? Do you know what we will tell Jesus? Look at this man who wants to help. He said, carry your sword. Please take your sword. Put it back in the shirt. The cup which my father gave me, shall I not drink of it? Talking about Christ's mind. The mind of Jesus. May I say something to you? They have made you to be so much afraid that you cannot but to be praying to kill people. They have made you to so much be afraid that there is somebody pursuing the village. Is the person that killed your mother, killed your father, and they still planning to make all of you not to marry. Kill the person. That's the only way you can be free. That is what they are trying to make you believe. It's a lie. It's a lie. I said it's a lie. It's a lie. If you call some of those ladies who are not married, you can live anyhow life and say somebody want to marry you. Your mouth cannot be running 24 hours. You say nobody want to marry you. If a man wants to say, you have said 20. Are you a foolish man to marry such a woman? Will you marry such a woman? And everybody in the street know you. And they will tell you there's one village uh, which, which is said over his dead body. Which dead body? Which dead body? I will pray. I will marry. I will go and invite the witch. Come for the marriage. Sit here. I'm the one that will serve the witch. Love that witch. Do you know why I say love the witch? Do you know why I say you win the witch that way? God is love. God is love. 
Any day you fight your battle with love, you must win. I know what I'm saying now. I know. You win. If you are living in love, you are living inside God. You don't understand. They have brainwashed us that until you say, I kill. Do you know any time you are killing them, you look like the witch. You're a murderer too. Yes. So which hand is the one that is making the witch? The witch is not making you to go to hell. It's you that is making your hell to go to hell. By praying against the person to die. You are making yourself a murderer. The Bible says anyone that don't love is what? If you don't love people, you are a murderer. Do you know anytime Jesus is approaching, whether it's a witch, whether it's a demon, whether it's anything, they will shout and scream. Does Jesus kill the man who is possessed? Have you ever seen Jesus killing the man that is possessed? What does he do? He will cast out the demon and recover the man. We have not learned how to cast out the witch spirit and recover people. We're only killing the people. And that's actually what the witch spirit wanted to do. Now, let me tell you something. The witch spirit actually came to kill the person. The person was surviving. You now came and killed the person. Pick. The witch will say, why? Why not? The job is done. What does the witch came to do in that life? I'm asking you a question. Now you pray that the person should die. What have the witch succeeded? Is that? Did you kill the witch? But Jesus never operated like that. What Jesus did, listen, I know God is changing somebody's mind now. He's changing somebody's mind. Do you know until we have the mind of Christ, honestly speaking, we'll be walking for the devil without knowing. One can be walking for the devil. The Bible said in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief come but to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Is it not his work? And in 10b, Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly, including the one they call a which I come. For them to have life and have it more abundantly. Have you ever heard as a witch that was saved? Question. Have you ever heard that? If you say you have not heard, then I will tell you, go and ask. I have heard about witches that were delivered. And today, they are doing havoc in the kingdom of darkness. They are the ones going everywhere, exposing them. And say, this is what they used to do. This is what they used to do. Just like it happened to Apostle Paul. If Jesus had on the way to Damascus stood before Apostle Paul and the light shined and they struck him, bam! And Apostle Paul do like this. And died. And the whole church said, hey, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Would we have seen this below? That we are seeing here that is mad for Christ. All these epistles that our brother Paul wrote, that if you reading it at times, you will say, What kind of man is this? Would we have seen it if Jesus had killed him and say, You have dealt with me? Time to pay you back is today. But Jesus being the same one he is. Being focused in his business. Knowing what he came to do. Do you know after he made him blind? He still sent the one that will go and pray. He said recover your sight and let's go. This is the reason why. Many witches you've joined them to kill would have been the one that will bring salvation of many people. Many witches you join them to kill. Now, I want to ask you. Some of us self who are saying, kid, witch, kid, witch, kid, witch, kid, witch, kid, witch, kid, witch. Even what you have done, if you ask God, he will flog you very well and tell you you are hopeless for me. Do you know some of these people we are trying to kill? God loved them very well. Do you know somebody who is a witch at the highest class? God desires such a man. He knows 
because he does not compromise. If his master asks him, kill, he will kill. Even if they have two million, he will kill all of them. Jesus loved that. He knows if I can convert this one, if I tell him, take over here, he will say, I lay down my life. That was what happened to Paul. Not for some of us. We are not here for Christ. We are not here. Jesus would have said, even if they are witchy, it would have been better. I don't know whether somebody's understanding what I'm saying here. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying here? And look at Christ. He said, This is why I came. John 18, verse 11. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into your shirt. He said, There is a cup which my father had given me. Shall I not drink it? Don't stop me from drinking the cup, my friend. Put your knife. Who asked you? Who asked you? Who sent you? Don't defend me. So you see the mind of Christ. There are times we want to be defended. There are times we make useless calls. Because you feel you have one connection or the other. Because we are not sensitive to know what is the will of God for our lives. But look at Christ who knows the will of his father. He's ever ready to stop any man who wants to stop the will of the father for his life. That is his mind. Even if you want him to be comfortable, he said, no. This comfort you want to give to me will be against the will of my father for my life. I don't need such comfort. But today, what kind of Christian do we have? We have Christians that need comfort even when it is against the will of God. They need the comfort. Let it come. But for Christ, his mind, it doesn't need the comfort that will be against the will of the Father for his life because he knew there is a glory that beats that comfort. Can somebody say amen? What is the next one? In Luke 23, 35, we look at the mind of Christ again. We look at the mind of Christ again. Listen, what I'm discussing now, better accept it all. If you can show that person love, honestly speaking, it will end. What is attacking actually is love in your heart. He wants you to be a murderer in disguise without knowing. And it's the cheapest way for him to get you. Once you start being angry with the person, if he's coming, it was okay. This thing I'm doing is catching him. It's catching him. You know, some of us, the way we have been treated, we have just zeroed our mind. Those pastors now tell us they are say which but you say, Oh, be a pastor. We are Jesus will shake his head and say, Ah, all of you are madrasu. Madrasu. I'm praying for them. I'm beginning to pray seriously. I'm understanding it better. I'm crying to God. I know them who are doing me bad. I say, Lord, that soul will not go to hell. If this man sleep to hell, it will be bad. It will be an addition for the devil. He will rejoice over his soul. Jesus send men to him. Send angels to him. Show yourself to him. He must repent. Show yourself to her. That should be your prayer. You've not prayed that anybody should repent. You are praying that you should die. Are you working for God? Are you working for the devil? May you be delivered today. I say receive the mind of Christ. And look at this. And the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them. dreaded him. Saying. He saved others. Let him save himself. If he be Christ. The chosen of God. 36. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. Can you imagine? Is that not the height of provocation? That is the height of provocation. You say you are the son of God. What are they saying? Prove it now. If you are Jesus, is the son of God you claim you are. Do what? Prove it. But for Christ, he said there's nothing to prove. Jesus looked at him and said, there's nothing to prove here. There's nothing to prove. 
I am here to do the will of my father. I'm here to do the will of my father. That is how it seems good to my father. Then I have to live that way. They were mocking him. And they carry vinegar. They are giving him to drink by force. Whether you like it or not. We are not talking about the president. We are not talking about the governor. We are talking about Christ. God. One that created the heavens and the earth. Who can fold the whole world. And say let everything close. Everything will sink. At this level of provocation. Jesus was said come. How do we behave? With our little office. They employed you and made you wanting there. How do we behave there? That little power, that is no power at all that was given to us, how do we behave? How do we behave? How do we cling on it? Using it to order people up and down, issuing orders. And the little power that we have, the little opportunity given to us. And look at Christ, God, who can just stand like this and do like this? All of them go blind. Who can stand like this and say, die? All of them die. Who can stand immediately and say, angels, lie all of them down. Flock all of them 36. One, one, 36. Who can say, angels, make all of them paralyzed? They be paralyzed and be doing like this. And be doing like this. And Jesus will smile and say, this is just coke. I just want to give you coke so that you know I'm God. Father, let's go on to the cross. But Jesus never did that. He was so focused. He was so focused on the purpose of God for his life. The reason why he came here on earth, he was ready to obey the Father to death. And here we are. If they touch us, oh, our brother is not even governor. He just one policeman, one bar. You call him on the phone. And look at Jesus who will not answer to anybody. Nobody will arrest him. Nobody can do him anything. He knew quite well that nobody can do him anything. But he decided to be quiet. He was calm. Look at the mind of Christ. Will you take this kind of mind? Will all of us take it? Will all of us say, enough of this garagra? Do you know most of the things we do? God look at us and say, ah, I'm ashamed of these people. I'm ashamed of these people. I'm ashamed of these people. They were mocking him. And saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save yourself. Ah, oh my God. Verse 38. And the superscription also was written over him in the letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. That's a nine. Which they refuted. They said, which king of the Jews? They went there and said, Lali, he's not our king. Don't remove this nonsense. They went back to Pilate and said, why did you say he's the king of the Jews? He said, what I've written, I've written. I can't change it. Let it be like that. I've written it. They say it's not our king. That's nine. And one of the main factors which were hanged reared on him said, If thou be Christ, save thyself and save us. How can you be Christ? They hang you on the tree like us. You are crying. We are crying. You say you are Christ. Ah! They hung you on the tree. Use nails to put you there. You cross your leg. You are busy saying, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Ah, this man said. That's the climax. They were mocking him. But did that make Jesus say, this is getting too much. It is time to prove myself. If it is the church of today, with the mind we have, people will be rotten. But Jesus never did that. Jesus never did that. His mindset was different from the mindset of the world. It's not a wicked mind. Jesus has access to the Father. Express access. Check Christ. 
check Christ. After 40 days and 40 night fast, are you understanding what I'm saying? Have you studied Christ very well? Did he keep fasting every day? He fasted, but check the fast. He will not eat food, doing the will of the Father. Doing the will of the Father. Even when the disciples to buy food, by the time they are coming back, he moved to do what the Father said. That's the fast again he was doing. Not every week you must fast. We are not saying that fasting is not good. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But it's not what makes it work. Fasting without the mind of Christ is punishment. Is punishment. Look at the next one. Matthew 27, 12 to 14. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. 13. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things the witness against thee? 14. And he answered him, Never a word. In so much that the governor marveled greatly. You can imagine when they brought somebody before the court and the death sentence, they placed on his head. He didn't say a word. We are talking about death sentence. They have said, people are saying that you should die. People say they should kill you. He didn't open his mouth. He kept quiet and be looking at me. Are you not saying anything? Do you know why? Jesus knew my saying anything, defending myself, trying to cover up, and to say I didn't do anything, no. Will it amount to anything? The will of my father is that I will die. Even me saying something will even make them to start stepping down the sentence. Why not they could come do fast and go and kill me? Because I know it's the will of my father. So what am I saying? He shut his mouth up. But many of us, even when we know the will of God, uh, it's true, but you know, you know, these are people that don't want to do the will of the Father. People that don't want to do the will of God. You know what the will of God is. You know. Instead of you to shut up, even if people are debating about it, you quickly be going, oh God, it is your will. Give me grace to obey. No need of arguing about the will of God. Why should God say that wife should submit to the husband in everything? God should be reasonable. That is the problem. That person don't have the mind of Christ. Did Jesus do anything? Please, did Jesus do anything? Was he supposed to die? The only thing that made him to accept is because it is the will of the Father. Simple. It is the will of the Father. You should submit to your husband in all things. Because of what? It is the will of the... If you want peace in that home. So these are things that made Christianity not to be what it should be. They say, husband, love your wife. Even as Christ loved the church and died for the church. Are you people seeing what we are talking about? Because they don't have the mind of who? Christ. That mind does not talk pra, 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 when it has to do with the will of the Father. He knows what the will of the Father is, even if you like talk from now to 100 days. He has made up his on what to simple. No argument. He doesn't argue with you. He won't argue with you. He'll be looking at you. If you turn your back, he will say, ah, I'm going to do the will of my Father. Don't mind this man. He never used rights as God to defend self. Even to come down to the earth in human form, he had to put aside his rights as God. He willingly laid it aside and did not cling to his right as God, even up to the time he was being crucified. You cannot continue to cling on your right and think you are following Jesus. 
You can't continue clinging on what you think you know, what I know, my right and this. You are not seeing what God said and you think you are following Christ or not. You have not started following him. We have not started yet. So we must be ready to discard every other mind and look at the mind of Christ, the way he walked with the Father, the way he did his things, the way he followed God, obeying, so that our walk with God will be less burden. He said, my yoke is what? It's easy. My burden is what? It's light. But today, the yoke we are carrying is too much. It's too heavy. When we have the mind of Christ, we love everybody around us. Jesus loves sinners. Even the people that killed him. That was why on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they are doing. Do you think that that man knows what he's doing? If he knows, he won't be doing it. He would have come back to Christ. Can we bow down our heads and pray? Can we talk to the Lord? Don't forget that's a place we are coming from. Remember God said, we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. All these things are the things that are beclouding that mind from developing and coming out. Can you pray today and say, oh God, help me. Everything beclouding the mind of Christ in me, deal with it. Like I've said, if you are not born again, you don't have the mind of Christ. You must first of all give your life to Christ. You must know Jesus. You must have the testimony of his saving grace that Jesus has saved you from Satan and sin before you can say that, yes, I have the mind of Christ. Like he said to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, he said, but you have the mind of Christ. So everything beclouding that mind of Christ is what God wants to deal with this season. God wants to deal with it that that mind of Christ will begin to manifest in his fullness. That the way that Jesus got result, we can get result that way. That the way that Jesus walked with the Father, we can walk with our own Father that way. He's our Father too. That the way that Jesus prayed and the sick recover, the same way we can pray the sick will recover. We ourselves will not be sick. The reason why many of us get sick, we struggle, we fight, the mind we carry is becoming so bad. We carry the mind of selfishness, the mind of hatred, the mind of forever, the mind that is oh, full of self, the mind that is full of fears, the mind that is full of doubt and unbelief. That mind is not the mind of Christ. It's the mind of the people of the world. We must discard it today. Say, Lord, I come to you just as I am. Just as I am. The mind of Christ I've received at new birth must begin to manifest. In this fullness, it must love people. It can't be killing people. It can't be praying that people should die and go to hell. It can't be wishing people evil. It can't be wishing people bad. Lord, please save our hearts. Save our soul. Burdens we are carrying, let it be lifted. As a result of all this thing that the flesh and the devil has brought to us. Lord, you must save us today. This mind of Christ must manifest. It must manifest. In his fullness. It must manifest. In his fullness. Fear must disappear. Doubts must go. Unbelief must go. Hatred must go. We must begin to love people no matter who they are. No matter where they are coming from. Lord, thank you. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meeting connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m and our life-transforming seminars for all in Sport Circle at Suze E23, C2C Plaza, Mpokiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry, Instagram at Savior T Sports, 
Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-60222-330. Email SaviorDestiny.SportsMinistry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Me.